my name is Chris, Christopher Robbins, if you're a visitor. I've already had a chat with one of our visitors today. Um, and it's my privilege to open the Word of God with you this morning. We know that the adventurers and the explorers are staying in, so I'd like you all to help me. Um, I'd like you to, whenever you hear the name Nebuchadnezzar, I want you to do a big boo. Okay, so let's try this section. Nebuchadnezzar. Boo. Nebuchadnezzar. Boo. Nebuchadnezzar. Boo. And on the film there, Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Pauline, I can hear you. <laughs> um, so whenever you hear that word, I want you to, but all through the message, I want you to boo when you hear that name. Okay, so you're going to have to stay alert. No sleeping this morning. Um, as a church, we're going through the book of Daniel. Actually, can I just say, it seems like you all have been reading my notes this morning, because everything I'm going to say, you've, you've just heard in the last 20 minutes. So I think God's here. I think God is here. When that happens, you think, no, God is here. We're looking into Daniel, and we've got to chapter 3. And I'm going to start from verse 19. Now, I know we haven't done verses 1 to 18 yet, but Roger will do the whole of chapter 3 next week and encompass everything. So I'm just starting at 19. But to understand what happens from 19 to the end, you have to know what happens at the beginning. And the background is Nebuchadnezzar made this golden image, and when the... The music sounded, everybody had to stop what they were doing and worship this image. And those who did not worship this image were sent to the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't really a very nice man at all. But there was a group of folk, and you can boo them as well, this little group of folk went to Nebuchadnezzar and said, the guys you've appointed over the fairs of Babylon, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, refused to bow down to this big image that Nebuchadnezzar had made. So Nebuchadnezzar called these three men and said, is this true? And they said, yes, it is. We are not going to bow down to this false idol. So that's where we pick up the story. So we're going to be on Daniel 3, 19 to 28. Yep, thank you, uh, Zoe. So let's look at this together. Nebuchadnezzar was, was filled with fury. I mean, just stop there just for a minute. The Bible is so rich in its language. Nebuchadnezzar, filled with fury. This isn't a storybook, this is the Bible. I mean, just imagine, filled with fury and the expression of his face. I mean, can you imagine? He was so furious. His expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And he ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it's usually heated. And then he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind, that means to tie up, 
bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and other garments, and when they, and they were thrown into the fire, burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell, fell bound or tied into the burning, fiery furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste and he declared to his counsellors, did we not bound three men? Uh, did, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they said, oh yes, true, O king. And he answered them, but I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt. And there's an appearance of a fourth man is like the son of the gods. And then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace and he declared Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego servants of the most high God come out and come here and then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire and the satraps so they're kind of leaders you know they were kind of important guys the satraps, the prefects the governors and the king's counsellors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire was upon them. And Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who had sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him, and set aside the king's command, and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Wow. A possible title for this message could be God can do the impossible. But actually there's another title which I will tell you, you'll find it out as we carry along. But let's look at the story. I mean there's just so much in these few verses these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, would not conform to Nebuchadnezzar's. The booze are getting a bit weak, you know. <laughs> to Nebuchadnezzar's commands. <clears throat> they were bound, tied up, and thrown into the furnace, which was heated seven times. In other words, it was on maximum heat. Seven is a often a number which refers to completion or complexion, or perfection, but it, it couldn't be hotter. Basically, it was whacked up to the full. And when Nebuchadnezzar looked in and, so, and saw <laughs> that instead of three guys burning, he saw four men walking around untied, untouched by the flames. Who was his fourth man? Why hadn't these men been killed? And Nebuchadnezzar gave orders for the men to come out and they didn't even smell of the fire. You know what it is when you're having a bonfire or you, you, know, you smell of the fire. They didn't even smell of fire. 
There was no singeing of their hair, their clothes were perfect. What a great example of God's protection. Physical protection to the believers in distress. And Nebuchadnezzar realised the power of the true God. In fact, he even said that the fourth man looks like the son of God's. Now let's just freeze frame for a moment. Let's just stop. These three men knew that Nebuchadnezzar was a mean, nasty man. How do you think these men, or what do you think these men were thinking when they heard that they were going to be bound up and thrown into the fire? The Bible doesn't Sometimes the Bible goes at a very fast pace and other times it can go frame by frame by frame. So just let's frame this just for a moment. These three men that would not conform to this nasty man's commands, being Nebuchadnezzar, they they would not conform. And so Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, we're going to, turn up the heat, you're going to get burnt. You're going to be burnt to death. You're going to be taken out. What do you think they were thinking? What was going through in their minds? What do you think when they heard the instruction to turn up the furnace seven times hotter than it normally is? Did they want to get out? Did they change their mind? Did they want the easy life? Ali was saying the other, sun, the other Sunday, did you want an easy life or do you want the life that God has planned for you? And these three men were thinking, okay, no, this, if this is it, Lord, this is it. I'm not going to deviate. I'm not going to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's... Just kidding. Oh, come on, Nebuchadnezzar. <clears throat> A title for this message is Facing the furnace. Facing the furnace. How do you think they were feeling? Were they praying? Did they know what was going to happen? Did they know that Jesus was going to actually be with them in the furnace? Did they know that? They knew they were loved by God. They knew they are their identity in God. And Paul Mugford was speaking the other day on the beginning of Daniel, saying Daniel knew his identity. Do you know your identity in God? When things get tough, when things really start digging in, do you know your identity in God? These three men did. They knew they were loved by God. They didn't just know the scriptures They didn't just hear it. It wasn't just, oh, yes, we're children of God, don't you know? Yes, that's what they teach us at Sunday school. That's what we hear at church. No, they knew by faith that they were men of God. Amazing. Fiery furnace, heat turned up so hot that the guys that were throwing these three men into the furnace, they were killed because it was so hot. But they knew, these three men knew in their heart, they knew they were loved by God. Sometimes when you're in a discussion with somebody 
and they, you're talking about your faith, and you don't seem to be, well, I wouldn't say winning the conversation, but you don't seem to be, you just seem to be losing the conversation. And, people, and, and somebody's really verbally attacking you, and you think, oh, gosh, well... But actually, at the same time, you feel more and more secure in God, although what you're saying doesn't kind of necessarily convey that. But in your heart, you know, no, my identity is in God. I am a man of God. I'm a child of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, it says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And do not fear or be dismayed. And then Chris Tomlin, Tomlin wrote that great song, I am a child of God. And when you go on the YouTube and see him sing it, you know he's singing it from his heart, in faith, in, in his identity. I'm a it's Words like, God knew me in my mother's womb. I am no longer a slave to fear. But I am a child of God. Do you think that what these three men were thinking when Nebuchadnezzar said, you're going to go into that furnace. These three men were saying, no, we are men of God. Facing the furnace. Bound up. Tied up. Thrown into this enormously heated furnace. A natural escape. Impossible. Completely trapped, unable to help themselves, they were facing the furnace. How are we when we face times, when we get difficult times? When we have to face the furnace, when times seem to be impossible? In the New Testament, there's a, a little story about a blind man. And his name is Bartimaeus. Many of you would know the story. He was a beggar. What was his fiery furnace? Well, he was blind. He was rejected. He was poor. He was outcast. He was despised. He was overlooked, etc., etc. And it comes up in Mark chapter 10. It will come on the screen. And we'll just read it together. I'll start reading while... So he gets there. Okay. And it says, they came to Jericho, that's Jesus and his disciples, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, well, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up. Be there, Joey? No? Don't worry, it's, I'll read it, don't worry. <laughs> he sprang up and came to Jesus, and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, immediately he recovered his sight. 
and followed him on the way. Now this blind man, this poor beggar, sitting at the side of the road, or the track, dirty, stinky, smelly, with his pot in front of him to collect a few coins or maybe a little bit of bread, a little bit of food. But when he heard Jesus was coming along the road, he cried out in a loud voice just at the right time. He had to cry out because the crowd is noisy. A great crowd makes a lot of noise. So Bartimaeus cries out, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy upon me. He knew who Jesus was. He knew who Jesus was. He knew the doctrine. As Paul was saying the other week, he put a sign up, you know, Daniel knew his identity. He knew who God was. This man, this blind beggar, knew who Jesus was. And he cried out. And the crowd around him said, be quiet, be quiet. Shh. What are you doing? This is Jesus. You just yawn, look. They, they didn't, he said, look, Jesus can't be bothered with all your shouting. Get out of the way. You're not worthy enough. Look at the state you're in. Gosh, that is so untrue. Doesn't matter who you are, you are worthy to come to Jesus. That's one of the biggest lies the enemy will try to get over that. You're not worthy enough. You're not worthy enough to come to Jesus. Look what you did. Look what you're doing. Look, look at the state of you. That's such a lie. And don't believe it. This blind man would not be silenced. And he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And look what happened. Look at the scripture. The scripture says, Jesus stopped. The King James Version says, Jesus stood still. I heard this sermon once where the guy described it as the shout that stopped God. This is the shout that stopped God. Jesus stopped and asked the man to be brought to him. And immediately the man sprang up, throwing off his cloak. Imagine what he looked like underneath. Throwing off his cloak, he ran to Jesus. Don't forget he's blind. But he ran to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, I could weep, I could weep, because Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Such dignity, such love, not, well, obviously I can see you're blind, you're poor, you're desperate, you're overlooked. No, Jesus said to this man, what do you want me to do for you? And the man answered, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. Notice he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for a big house. All he said was, let me. Let me 
Not, Jesus, recover my sight. No, let me recover my sight. Such a richness, but such a softness. Let me recover my sight. And the humbleness. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now, why have I brought this New Testament story here? Because we're going through the book of David. Well, uh, Daniel, rather. We're in the book of Daniel. Daniel confronting Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, My question is, what is the fiery furnace that you are facing? Are you facing a fiery furnace at the moment? For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it was the furnace itself, heated seven times higher, tied up, a terrible, destined for a terrible end. What is it you are facing? For Bartimaeus, it was his blindness, his situation. He was blind, he couldn't work, he couldn't eat, he reliant on others. But what is, what is your fiery furnace you're, you're looking at? Maybe you're in the furnace. Maybe you're just on the outskirts and looking at it. Maybe it's a health issue, a serious health issue. Maybe yours or maybe one of your family's serious health issue. And you're praying for a miracle. Maybe it's family issues. Coming up to Christmas and you're thinking, oh gosh, I'm going to meet the family again. (laughs) I know we can smile at that, but for some, it's quite an ordeal. Maybe it's finance. Maybe you're trying to move house. Maybe you've had your house for sale for months and even years. It gets to nearly completion and then it drops. It gets to nearly completion and then the chain falls. Great. I mean, we know that. Maybe you've been desperate, you're trying to sell your house and people view it, 40, how many viewers have you had? 47 viewers, Phil? 49 viewers to, to look at his house. Lord, let one of them say yes and complete. Maybe it's work issues. Maybe you're at work and it's just not going well. Maybe it's school issues. I know you've Youngsters, you've just had a half-term holiday and I hope you've enjoyed it, but this coming week, you've got to go back to school. Maybe there's an issue at school that you are not looking forward to. In fact, you are dreading it. Is it tomorrow you go back or Tuesday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And you're going to wake up in the morning and think, oh gosh, we've got to go to school today. And I have to face this difficult person or this difficult whatever the situation is. Is that your fiery furnace? Maybe it's mental health, a depression. And you know you're slipping into depression and you go to the doctor and he just gives you more tablets and it doesn't seem to work very much. Maybe you know that your job's coming to an end. And it's two months before Christmas, and you think, my job's coming to an end. How am I going to get through Christmas? How am I going to manage in the new year? 
where are the jobs going to be? There's, there's no jobs. Maybe you've worked in a retail store that's recently closed in the town where you would buy your shampoo and your paint and your stuff. It's gone. All the workers lost their jobs just before Christmas. Maybe your fiery furnace is grief. I know for some of you, 2023 hasn't been a very good year. And maybe your, your challenges is grief. You think, I never thought this would happen. I never thought this would happen this way. How could this be? Maybe with the terrible, terrible events happening in Ukraine and the terrible, terrible events happening in the Middle East. Maybe you've got contacts, friends. Maybe you know somebody out there. I mean, appalling, terrible, and I use that word correctly, of terror, terrible situations. And you turn on the news and you just, you think, how can this be? How can this be in 2023? How can we be looking at scenes like this? And the hatred and the bitterness this be? Maybe your fiery furnace is just fear itself. How will things turn out? I'm unable to make a decision. Maybe you don't know quite what the next step is going to be. And you're nervous about taking that step because I, I can't make a decision. I don't know where this is going. Maybe you're here today or watching on the, on the camera. Maybe you're not a Christian. You've heard the gospel message but always thought it was for somebody else. Maybe today is the day to be a little bit like Bartimaeus and cry out for God's mercy. Cry out for forgiveness. Cry out for salvation and mercy become, as Bartimaeus did, become a follower of Jesus. I'm going to ask the band to come up, please. And I'm going to ask them to play very noisily, very loud. I know some of you don't like it too loud. But I want to, I've asked, I'll ask them to play loud because I want you to be a bit like Bartimaeus. And I want you to shout out. Now, if the music's going loud, well, then nobody can hear you. But I want you to, it, it's only if you want to, but I think most of us are going to, there's a, I've gone through some issues there. I'm sure we fit in one of these categories quite easily. And if you don't, well, let's cry out for the Middle East. Let's cry out for those who are in authority in the Middle East. Let's cry out for Jesus to have mercy on those who are in such dreadful conditions and grieving and losing their families. The band is going to play a loud song or loud songs and it's going to be noisy but the invitation is to stand. Please move around if you want to go in the back there or go at the side. Just, if you want to just go out into the car park even and just shout out your your cry out for God. Be a bit like Bartimaeus. 
If you're facing the furnace at the moment, let's call out for mercy. Let's lean in. Let's lean in. As we lean in, he draws near. Let's lean in with our prayers. We've had two examples this morning of God's merciful, compassionate to the three men facing the fiery furnace, to this blind man. We've read from, from God's word two great stories of his mercy, his compassion. Let's stop God this morning. Let our shouts this morning stop God in his tracks. When you watch the news tonight, you'll think, oh, gosh, watch the news last night, you think, how can this be happening? When you hear stories of Ukraine and what's happening, you think, gosh, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Let's all participate. As we lean into God, he will draw near to us. Let's pray. Let's be in his presence. Let's invite the Holy Spirit. Let's stand together. I'm going to turn my microphone off because you don't want to hear me. Um, got something nice and loud, Paul? Apparently. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's... How are we going to do this? I'll be all up for this. I'll be all up for this. Put your hand up if you, if you want to pray. Good. Okay. So, I'm going to turn my microphone off, but I'm just going to pray for us all. Father, I pray, Lord, that as we call out to you, that you would be as you were in, in that track, in that road with Bartimaeus, that you would stop. And you would hear our prayer. Oh Lord, hear our prayers this morning. Be merciful, be compassionate. Lord, as those three men faced the furnace, Lord, how you saved them, how you protected them. Father, I pray for every prayer that's going to be lifted to you now, that you would bring compassion, you would bring mercy, and you would do the impossible. What we would see as impossible is possible for you. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.